Welcome to Near Death Experience Podcast. I'm Chaz Hathaway. We're going to share another anonymous near death experience also on enderf.org, the Near Death Experience Research Foundation website. And this is a, a woman who, at the time of her experience, was 17 years old, I believe, going on 18. Uh, or very close to 18, because later she says that it happened at 18. Anyway, she says, It is a long story, but seeing so many other stories similar to mine, I suppose I'm going to have to write it all down someday. Meanwhile, in brief, it has taken from the age of 17 to 50 to get it all in perspective, with a little help from books of all religions, articles, and the internet, This last one is the best in realizing I am not alone. The first time I I experienced another reality was at age 17. I was giving birth, I know, a little young, but I had eclampsia. I stopped breathing. Anyway, one time I woke up with a terrible thirst. The nurse brought me water. It was like drinking life itself. I said to the nurse, I'm not afraid to die. She asked me why, and I told her I had been somewhere else. I tried to explain, but words failed me. But in my head, I remembered being in a gray room with people in it. The room seemed like a waiting room. People were coming up to me. Some I recognized as possible family, but I didn't know them, yet they knew me. I remember the wonderful feeling of love and warmth, truth and caring. There was an unconditional feeling of wholeness, and I wanted to stay with these people. No words were spoken because there was kind of telepath- a kind of telepathic understanding. The most important thing they told me was that I had to go back. I pleaded with them and argued. I just couldn't face the thought of leaving this feeling of complete love and warmth. But they insisted, you have to go back. You have work to do. Then I found myself back in my body again with all the pain and discomfort associated with labor. That was in 1969. I had many spiritual experiences after that. Being young with a husband and young friends at the time, we went to parties. One party at my home where someone had brought cakes, but not ordinary cakes. Well, whatever was in mine. I was laughing one minute, Then the next I was being spoken to by a man in a cloak and hood. He had a gray beard. I remember he seemed very kind, but he was asking me questions. I then saw a picture in front of me. It was a pattern. I looked deep into this pattern, which was a tapestry. I could see the warp and the waft and the weft. The pattern was me. I felt me. The man in the beard urged me to look closer. As I looked into each stitch of color, I saw myself in a scene from my life. I was watching me in a past situation, and each scenario showed me how my actions had affected other people. I began to see so many where I had been selfish, greedy, unkind, calculating, and thoughtless that I began to feel thoroughly ashamed. It was an overwhelming sense of sadness for for my behavior toward others. Then the kind man pulled me out of of my misery and said, 
hey, it's not all bad. And we visited other parts of the pattern and other incidents replayed like in a video. I watched scenes when I felt it was okay. I had been kind, helpful, loving, and funny with all the nice things that made me feel it wasn't so bad. Then he showed me other side, the other side of the tapestry. There were many loose strands and it looked a bit untidy. I mentioned this and he said, that's because it's not finished yet. When I spoke up, I thought I had been away for days, but when I woke, yeah, when I woke up, I thought I'd been away for days, but it could have only been a matter of minutes. This was when I was 18. Now I know the meaning of the tapestry of life. I had other experiences, and from the beginning I found myself talking to Jesus or someone. I just knew they were there. However, during this process, I told myself that I had just dreamed it all, had a vivid, colorful imagination, and was nutty. I sometimes was unsure if this was real or not. I only tended to talk aloud to Jesus when things got too bad. I found that praying really worked. I learned to be careful what I prayed for. My prayers were answered, but it doesn't happen in the way I expected it. There are lessons to be learned, and some of them are very hard. I found a book called The Tao of Physics. I just had to buy it because as I flicked through it, I saw a kind of pattern of what the author called the Dance of Shiva. I always get a feeling of quiet satisfaction and confirmation when I read about something that I have experienced. The Dance of Shiva is an understanding of life where nothing is lost or wasted. I saw energy bouncing everywhere, interacting, then bouncing off. Energy was flying off to new attractions. It was building, growing, bursting, and flying off to, a new, to start anew. Nothing wasted, always moving. I remember when I saw this, I knew how important we all are. We are all part of something really significant, and there really is a plan. The last experience to occur was when I was in my 30s. Although not the last revelation, it was the most glorious. I wasn't very happy. I felt I had made a mess of things. I felt as if I was not doing the right thing, that in fact, I felt I was doing the wrong thing. I, I just couldn't get rid of this thought. You have work to do. If I'd known just how much work I needed to do, I would have insisted and stamped my foot to stay on the other side. It didn't seem I was doing the kind of work they wanted me to do. But there were occasions when I spoke to people after this last revelation. I found myself saying things to people where they were open-mouthed. I would think, where are these words coming from? Anyways, I was not too happy with myself and felt desperate, so I did something I don't regularly do. I went to my local village church. It was Good Friday, and I was full of sadness. There were candles, robes, and a procession walking toward the vic vicar. He was passing out a sip of wine and a slice of what seemed to be or what seemed like rice paper. Well, I just followed through, having spent most of the service in tears. I joined the queue where I was blessed and accepted the gifts. 
I have since heard that I should not have done this because I have never been confirmed in this church. But hey, Jesus loves me, doesn't he? I really didn't know. It was Easter Monday. Early that morning, I sat bolt upright in my bed. My husband asked me what was the matter. I exclaimed, Jesus, I've seen Jesus. He said, it's just a dream. Go back to sleep. There is no way I will agree this was just a dream. I saw the brightest light. He stood there with a white robe. I read the description later in the Bible, but this was what I saw. He had long hair. I remember looking at a tie around his waist, and it had a tassel at the ends. But most of all, I remember his feet. They were made out of stone or marble, with so perfectly magnificent in, so, in, in sandals. I remember feeling so small, like a grain of sand or dust, just looking at his feet. Then he spoke to me. I cannot for the life of me remember what he said. I just remember the sound he made, like being in the middle of an earthquake, I suppose, rumbling deep. Again, it was not necessary for speech. He didn't seem very pleased with me, although he was acknowledging my presence and made me understand he knew who I was. But I was so awestruck and fearful, I simply woke up. Therefore, dreams, or in reality, I do speak to Jesus. That's the end of the experience. Very interesting. I am interested in this lady's experience because she goes to this church. This is the third experience that she has. And as she says, the most profound. Um, she goes to this church because she's got this profound feeling of, you have work to do. Almost as if somebody on the other side is shouting to her to get to work, get about your business that you came here to do. And yet she doesn't know what it is, what that work is. This is something of an infuriating part of near-death experiences to me. And I, I hear it so often that I, I recognize it as being a thing, this idea of knowing that you need to fulfill your purpose and yet not being allowed to know what that purpose is. That's infuriating to me. And, and they talk about how, how it's, you know, something that has to be discovered as it happens, like, like in, in sort of this, uh, this serendipitous sort of way. And yet it's, you know, it's challenging because it's like if we live out this life and never fulfill our purpose because we never knew what it was, even though we tried to, but I don't know. Is it the kind of thing that we can't fail because if we're really trying to stay close to God, that he'll make sure it happens? Or is it the kind of thing that we have to receive enough guidance to know when it we have it? You know, some people are very blessed to say, oh, I know what my purpose is. But I have to admit for myself, I still feel something of this sense of you have work to do. And yet everything I set out to do, I'm still feeling it. And, which makes me think, and maybe I haven't found it yet, or maybe 
Maybe that's just to propel me forward to continue doing it. I don't know. You know, if if any of you are feeling this sense of of like there's something I'm supposed to be doing more, I just know that you're not alone. <laughs> I'm very much with you. But uh, very interesting experience. And again, that was an anonymous experience, so we don't know the name of that person, which is too bad. I would really like to find a video of this person telling the experience because many of the things that they say, there's something about hearing it in the voice that you can get more out of it than just reading it. At least that's me, and I'm an audio guy, so maybe that's why. But uh, anyway, if you would like to contact the podcast, either to share your experience or to just leave a comment or to ask a question. I would love to get some questions. Uh, the uh, phone number is 970-NDE-CAST and also you can email neardeathexperiencepodcast at gmail.com and in case you're hearing this from iTunes or some other source, the website is neardeathexperiencepodcast.org. And thank you, all of you, again so much for listening.